Disclaimer, the following Boundless Pub Trap episode contains strong opinions that some listeners may and will find offensive. If you cannot accept or respect others with a differing opinion from yours, then fuck off. Streaming from the Midwest, right in the middle of the U.S., from Omaha, Nebraska, you're listening to the Boundless Pod Trap, your entertainment podcast, where we touch on all topics, from the crazy and absurd to the sacred and profane, and even the useless and unnecessary. The Boundless Pod Trap knows no bounds, and now, here are your hosts... Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for spending your Monday or whatever day this is with us. We are the Boundless Pod Trap. How are you all doing today? That's fantastic. If you said fantastic, if you said bad, well, go fuck yourself. I am your host, Lonnie. With me tonight is my beast of a lover, Jeremy. How are you, Jeremy? Pretty good. After a long night of beast lovemaking with you. It was fantastic. And to my right, my second-hand man, that is Mr. Justin. How are you, friend? I'm adequate. Adequate. I mean... You're going to quit on us already? This is only the third episode. Yeah. It's time to you know, throw, in the, throw in the chips you know, while, they're, while, while we're ahead, I guess. Right. We haven't been sued yet. <laughs> no. Doing pretty good. Luckily, we did some heavy we'll editing. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there soon enough, soon enough. Oh, boys, how was your uh, 4th of July weekend? It was fantastic. A lot of fireworks and family and food. What are you talking about? Huh. Oh, the future. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, uh, nothing. I didn't do anything. I didn't hear one pop. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there, um, and everyone is going to say, oh, you don't like the United States. Well, you can go fuck yourself. I despise 4th of July, and here's why. Um, one, I'm colorblind. So I can't see your fireworks. And two, every, it's living in Iowa. People started lighting them off three weeks ago. Well, it's legal here to light them off like <laughs> sooner than Nebraska, Omaha. Well, yeah, but you don't light them off on Wednesday uh, at 5 o'clock in the afternoon and stop lighting them off at 1130 on Wednesday. Nobody I mean, follows the rules. It started from like Juneteenth, was it the nineteenth of June, and then pretty much every single day since then. No, it started in April. Oh yeah. Like people found their last year's fireworks and got excited. I fucking despise fireworks. I hate them. Don't you don't have to apologize should... to me. All you have to do is shut your face and let me rant. Damn. I hate them. Take a chill pill. And everyone has been lighting these fuckers off for the last three weeks. You finally get your weekend. Congratulations to you. You get to blow them off. But if you motherfuckers go and spend the 50 cents on the big booms on the three-quarters off sales and light them for the weekend after, I swear to God, Robert, I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to piss on all your tires. You're being very specific This now. segment brought to you by Bellino Fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Eat fireworks. I I just can't believe the amount of money people waste on them. Like to like I understand like on Fourth of July, yeah, if you want to go all out and splurge, but neighbors, it's the same neighbors in my neighborhood every single night, lighting off from like. 7 p.m. to 10.30 p.m., and it's just, like, consistent. It's like, where do you get the money? They must be making these fireworks in their basement. Well, I mean, you can buy a quarter stick of dynamite nowadays for 80 cents. Like, if you go into these pop-up tents that are every 15 feet or in every family dollar's parking lot, you can get. You ever notice that all of the little tents, they have that little sign that says, biggest selection in town. It's like, well, No. Well, it's the same thing of like you don't hit on a woman and go, hey, my dick's adequate. I do. <laughs> and look where it got you. You I have know. two kids now, You'll so go it must far. be adequate. <laughs> it's okay. My thing I don't like about those tents is how they drag you in because every single one of them, before they even open, they have big banners that say 75% off or buy one, get three free, and you're like, holy crap, that's everything. And then you go in there, and it's only select items, and it's like the stupidest little, like those little flower spinny things that you get like a those are my favorite. eight pack. I love those. It's you like, can strike those on like a matchbox, and it still lights. But it's they're so it's like you just yeah. roped me in here, and now have I you have to spend eighty dollars on just one fountain. Capitalism, my friend. It's have you noticed that the, some other tents are like uh, dressed up like IKEA? Like it's it's kind of a maze. You have to go through the whole thing type oh, of. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I'm like you guys. I guess, good. I guess uh, that's the one truest thing about the 4th of July and the country's independence is, like, getting you in and, you know, the capitalism of it all. So it is. When did, like, I guess 4th of July is, like, most United States holidays. It's, like, it had, like, its roots in the country's independence, and now it's got so far away from it. It's just, like, hooray. Like, it's soon to be... I don't know. Like, what's a what's a great like Arbor Day? Soon Arbor Day is gonna have nothing to do with trees, and we, it's gonna be about I don't know. Like, take your grandmother to the dentist day. Like, well, that reminds me. You guys need to give me your Arbor Day list, the presents that you want this year. I'm gonna go shopping. For I don't know what this is. Mine's the big girl beauty set. It has been every year, and you still haven't got it for me. Someday, the anticipation. I like to give the anticipation. Yeah, well. So when the payoff happens, it's that much better. I'm not getting any prettier, so. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, people have lost sight of what Independence Day is all about. It's like everything else. It's become a holiday for people to just get, use as an excuse to get drunk and wasted and do stupid things. Hold my beer. Yeah, hold my <laughs> beer or hold, keep holding your beer as you are drunk and you play with uh, explosives. So to all of Should our we? fans who lost a finger this weekend, hmm. we're I, giving you a finger. Yeah, since I feel bad for you, but not since really. Lonnie hates America, should we do like the Pledge of Allegiance? <laughs> I, I don't hate Put America. Your, That's yeah. the problem. Which a lot of people are going to think for me making this rant. I do not hate America. I love America. I love you the just country said we that live you in. Hate America. I hate you the freedoms some Americans get, and they celebrate their independence by wanting to blow up a fucking chunk of America. <laughs> he hates Americans, not America. Exactly. Okay. Fuck you people. This makes I hate much more sense. Get out and stop There's blowing up the country. So much tension in this room right now. Right? Well, I'll stop touching it's you then. crazy. Oh, that's you? Oh, that oh. was the dog. Speaking of, um, um, I, w I wanted to get something off my chest before because I just... Uh, Good, pop that top off. Oh, <laughs> Slower. Um, 
I don't want to blame anybody here, um, but I've I've been noticing the last few times I came into the studio that like the bathroom, like I said, I'm you know, whoever it is, just stop doing it. This is the second time I found this, but whoever is taking a crap in the urinal, just don't do that anymore. We don't have urinals here. Uh, okay. <laughs> do you mean the sink? Is is that well? That's where I've been. Oh, am I pissing in the sink? Oops. There's already I've, shit in there. I've always wanted to poop in a urinal. See how many times uh, you have to flush it before it liquefies and goes down. Depends on what you ate for the day, I guess. Oh, for me, it's all my poops are liquids. Um, you have <laughs> your American freedom. Where there's a hope, there's a way. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, it's not me. Was it a solid poop, Justin? It was. It looked like, like sorbet ice cream. Wow. It was quite multicolor there. Was it? Was it like twist? Yeah. Oh, that was mine. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I miss twist cones. I used to eat those things like they were going out of style, and I could eat ice cream and dairy. That's probably why I can't eat anymore because <laughs> I would have like thirty twist cones a day. Renzo had them for like eighty-nine cents. And curable, so curable, bitch. <laughs> hey, now I'm not a biatch. Wow. Sorry. Assume much? Hey, I'm just... He always calls me a bitch. Botch. Botch. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so this is exciting. This is like our third episode. Yeah. Can't believe we've lasted this long. <laughs> we got some, uh... All two viewers. Listeners. I don't remember if I gave out, like, the the stats. So we got, like, some listeners in, like, Montana and, uh... Was it one in California? And nice. We got, like... Five different states, and one of them is like an other, because it hasn't been. I don't know what other. Yeah. What does that even mean? Like out of country, like someplace like like an undiscovered place, like Vermont. <laughs> undiscovered place like Utah. Yeah. Like parts unknown. Ultimate Warrior, parts unknown. That's what he always claimed he was from. For those wrestling fans out there. Okay. Do we have any? <laughs> I have looks coming at me in this room. I feel weird now. Sorry I said that. Wrestling's fake. It's not. Fuck yeah, you. You better, you wow. better man. Wow. If any of the guys that wrestle wow. for me hear that, you're going to get an invitation into that ring. It's council culture. Wow. It's, wow. I just, yeah. It's it's choreographed. I got It's predetermined. Yeah. Anyway, the mood was just killed with that one. How was your guys's last two weeks? I watched a movie where a guy's dick got set on fire, and then the tip of it fell off. The tip fell off, and then it started on fire. Was it? I thought it was the other way around. I'm pretty sure it fell off first, and then it caught on fire. No, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I think you might be. Wait, which right. one of you well, guys were recording? Anyway, <laughs> Jeremy let me borrow his family uh, family reunion tape, and uh, no. Why does it always got to be incest and? Perverted things like that with you guys. It's your go-to moves. No, it was a uh, it was a horror movie called Yummy. That's uh, was a Shutter exclusive. Fantastic, mm-hmm. really funny, really good take on the the zombie genre. Um, a lot of twists, a lot of turns, a lot of fun stuff. And the ending. The ending, yeah. You, you if you want your happily ever after, you're look, you need to this look somewhere it. else. This ain't it, yeah. It's so good. It's I, I put that up there as one of my top favorite zombie films now. I'm going to go that far, but it was a great movie. Shut the fuck up. I did go that far. <laughs> well, you don't like zombie movies, so. 
Who said? You. I didn't say I didn't like them. I just, you don't appreciate them. I don't. Uh, yeah, it just depends. They have to be done well. Like, my favorite zombie film is Night Shut of the up. Living Dead, the Dead and not the original, the Tom Savini 1990 version. Oh, with Tony Todd? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's basically shot for shot, the original, but I just something about it. I like it. It was well cast. There's an all-star cast in there, too. Yeah. There's a lot of people. So, but yeah. It's been a while since I've seen. Since you've seen a zombie movie or not? There was a, there was another remake of that. And that was just, I. Didn't have Sid Haig in it? I I don't remember, but I know. From Toy Story? I caught I caught a section of it where they, they like, got a text message, and on the text message it said, I'm coming for you, Barbara, and I threw the remote across the room and stormed off. I was like, fuck this movie. That ruined it for you? Yeah. It wasn't the the cheesy original? No, the the original was classic. The original had so many undertones of racism and... and... Your favorite? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Bill Mosley, though, in the Tom Savini version was Fantastic. perfect for yeah. that part. That go horny, Barbara. They've been dead a long time. <laughs> we should get Bill Mosley on this podcast. Oh, I yeah. bet you he would do it. Oh, probably, yeah. And then I wouldn't have a house to live in because it would cost the house. No. No. I don't think. I mean, look at the amount of. He does, like, every single horror convention there is out there. He can't be that much. Because it's from, like, popular ones to, like, ones that little Johnny put on in his garage and stuff like that. So I, I think he, I think he's reasonable. He just does – he's smart. He probably has a low price, so he gets asked to do more yeah, maybe. Uh, conventions, and then he makes more than people that charge a lot. And people are like, I can't afford you. Nice. How was your weekend? It was slow but long. The way I like it. Slow and long. No. Uh, so many things I want to say, but in the world we live in, I can't say it. <laughs> just just say it. Slow. I don't want to. Just do it. Low. Dude. <laughs> slow and low. Now, uh, I've been doing a lot of work and pretty much almost 12-hour days for about six days straight. Almost. Damn it. I know. The sun is beating on me. But uh, it's, uh, it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. Once I get that money, it's gone. I'm trying to pay off some debts and stuff like that. Yeah. You owe me about like five grand, is it? Oh, did Mike ever give that money, the, the $600 they sent him? <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> he, he wants it back. Cinnamon did, though. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> we were talking about going to a strip club. Yeah, good. See that it, conversation cause going. Because it, it's been a while since we've been there. Uh, Michael actually... Uh, ML image photography. Uh, he actually has been shooting with a girl that's a dancer at one of the uh, gentlemen's clubs here in town. And he was asking her because they just reopened. And I said to him, I was like, did you ask her if they require people to wear face masks there? And he's like, no, I didn't. I'm like, how could you not? Like, like that would be the first question I asked. I would, I would spend every day at the strip club. I mean, I do. But just True. if just to watch guys with freaking... Masks on their faces. You're just getting... close for the guys. Yeah, oh. I, I people watch. I watch the guys. Oh. I'm gonna say this about strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had salsa before. I came. <laughs> I'm gonna say this about strip clubs. Um, 
I appreciate the female form just as much as the next people at this table. Put me in a room with a bunch of other guys when I know that within a 15-foot bubble around me, if if I know there's a boner within like a 15-foot circle, I tend to start feeling uncomfortable. I was wondering, I tend to start feeling and you pause. That was the worst place to put a pause. That's my, that's my reach. His, I'll cut his mic next time. <laughs> um, make him sound bad. Do you guys like you? You get boners at strip clubs? I don't uh, think I've I, ever once. I think come that was close. my mentality, like growing up. You know, like why do people always go to the strip clubs? It's like, hey, do you want to go get a boner with me? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go like fantasize mm. about that girl who shoots ping pong balls out of her head? Just boyfriends probably watching you. When I lived in Germany, me. there was like this food called a. Well, it's more of a. Uh, what is it? Not Hungarian. Um, Turkish. Uh, the Döner. A German. Döner kebab. German food. Uh, it's it's Hungarian or Germany? Turkish. Oh, it's yeah, Turkey, okay. Turkish. But it's very popular in Germany. But the the doner kebab. So it's like you want to get a doner and a boner. <laughs> if I had a nickel, it's, for every time <laughs> I was asked tops. that. Doner and boner. Uh, I buffet. I went to a strip club in Kansas when I first turned eighteen. When we were when we were bowling quite a bit, going from going from uh, turning to turning, and uh, you first stud mines you. <laughs> Boom! Gun show. I got uh, turkey. Um, and uh, we were we were we were going around because we didn't have anything else to do the night before. So we're like, "Hey, fuck it, let's drive around and find a strip club." And there was a sign that was like, "Free hot dog with every lap dance," and that couldn't even sell us on it. So. I wouldn't eat a hot dog in a strip club. No way. Not even a free hot dog. Do you know what's in those? Don't care. Like pig ass. Hey, do you want to see my side profile and ask me if I give a shit what's in a hot dog? <laughs> you can try. Lips and assholes. <laughs> Not only the finest pigs and assholes. Put that on the plate. <laughs> Pile it up. Oh, If I'm man. ballsy, I'll even eat ketchup. Anyway, this is getting way out of here. Yeah, it is. Let's yeah. jump into our Good first. Good night, folks. <laughs> let's, let's jump into our first topic of the night. Jeremy had a great idea. He's going to do uh, two truths. And one lie, but we're going to mix that shit up. We're going to do two lies and one truth, the news edition. Yeah. So I have three news stories here. Two of them I wrote myself. Local or national. So it's going to be really easy to tell because it's going to be like, and man walked shoe into face. Just say Florida man and I'll believe it. No. So I'm going to read you three stories, news stories. I believe they're all true. And you guys at the end will discuss which ones you think are the fake ones and which ones you think are the real and kind of give your reason why you think. Because there might be some things in here that I put, since you guys kind of know me pretty well, there's little hints in some of these things where maybe the way I was writing I felt that way. You might be able to pick on, pick up on which ones I wrote. Well, we live in a really fucked up world, so the fact yeah. that... Some of these asinine things could potentially be true is the real kicker. So, so yeah. Hey, focus over there. I'm on it. Like, so we're ready? Don't squirrel on me. Like the pen and paper here. All right. Take some notes here. So here is news story number one. Uno, go. A man was praised in Fort Worth, Texas for beating up and tying up a burglar who was masked and robbing a sex shop. Reports were that the man who beat up and tied up the robber, was the employee on staff when the robber came in. The employee was a former war vet who was trained in hand-to-hand -hand combat. 
He used sex toys such as dildos, ball gags, bondage ropes, and uh, even flavored lube to blind the robber. When a customer inside the store ran out of the sex shop, they called police saying that a robber had came into the shop. As police arrived, they found the robber tied up, handcuffed with a ball gag in his mouth. They praised the employee as a hero. Normal sounding? Here's the twist. The owner of the sex shop was out of town on vacation. They were informed that his employee, Ben, had saved his shop. Upon returning a couple days later, he was worried about his employee, Ben, because he hadn't returned any of his calls or texts. It wasn't until investigating surveillance footage that he seen the truth. Apparently, the man who attacked and tied up the burglar was, a, the, was the burglar himself. Um, minutes earlier, came in the sex shop, attacked Ben, who was working, and tied him up and put him in the basement behind the furnace. He then put on Ben's work shirt and name tag and pretended to be an employee while he was robbing the place. That's when another robber broke in, and the rest is history. The original robber was found and arrested and is on trial as we speak. Hmm. Where was this? Fort Worth, Texas. As do, you, I, do you know sex shops out there pretty well? No, no. I just heard a similar story uh, from Paco this weekend, but he wasn't in Fort Worth, Texas. He was in Virginia. Paco's, yeah. I don't think Paco, there's like two states he's never been to. Texas is one of them. Yeah, he's he's deathly afraid of Texas. He He won't tell us why he won't go to Texas, but he just refuses to go to Texas. Something about he the cartel or... used to actually live there. See, I don't know this. You've known Paco the longest. True. He probably told you things. Well, there's certain things I cannot... Uh, uh, since this is pretty much his project, well, his, his main project here, pushing us, paying us, uh, I cannot disclose too much you know, of, of that. Um, moving on. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we're ready for story number two. Go number two. Story number two. In Little Rock, Arkansas, an eighth grade teacher was caught for smuggling office-type supplies from her classroom in her ass every day to take home for use in her own home office. According to the news stories, the 37-year-old algebra teacher was caught in 2017 taking these supplies home. When confronted, she apologized, but apparently her addiction to steal these items was too much for her. For the next two years, she would insert office items such as paper clips, sticky notes, rubber bands, etc. into a condom, go to the restroom, and insert these items collected in the condom up her rectum using hand sanitizer in her classroom as lube. Students started to take notice of their teacher leaving to use the restroom every day around the same time. The principal of the school investigated and started to observe the teacher's behavior and habits and was off-put by the teacher bringing a bottle of hand sanitizer with her to the restroom. It wasn't until the school's 68-year-old female home ec teacher accidentally walked into the stall with the teacher in mid-insertion. Here's where the story takes a weird twist. According to reports, the teacher had a daughter who attended the same school who was in ninth grade who was doing the same thing because her mother asked her to. The teacher claimed they were donating these items to a local shelter so kids could use these items for arts and crafts. The teacher was terminated from her job, and her daughter now has to be escorted to the restroom daily. Let's hear number three. I don't understand why people are so willy-nilly to put things up their fanny. 
2020. Oh, you would be the expert on this, Justin. I don't utilize stuff. my prison pocket like that. Okay, so story number three. Tres. An unnamed Indiana man back in 2016 went through a nasty divorce that didn't end well at all. So because of this and the sudden nasty ending to this divorce, he was forced to move back in with his parents considering he had no money and his soon-to-be ex-wife threatening to take everything. After 10 months of living at his parents' place, he was able to move out again into his own place. Fast forward to 2019, and this unnamed man, who is now 40 years old, decided he was going to sue his parents for $87,000 over a pretty weird, or to some, logical, moving-related incident. What reason could possibly make sense to essentially ruin a family for so much money? According to the man, his parents had thrown out at least a dozen boxes of his adult movies and magazines. Some titles of these movies are Big Bad Grannies, Toe Jamming, Little Oral Annie, and Two in the Pink, One in the Stink. He estimated his collection to be a total worth of $29,000. Now, a man who is seemingly broke should have never invested so much money into this collection and could have found a nice place to live with saving that kind of money. The man only had one piece of evidence, and that is an email from his father which said he was doing his son a big favor by throwing them out. The case is still going on and hasn't come, C-O-M-E, come, to any settlement. Hmm. So those are your news stories. Two are fake and one is real. Just one? Just yeah. which one? I feel like that last one, I've heard something very similar to that. The second one, that the daughter teacher, uh, sounds very real. But paper clips? Hmm. And, I mean, I there's people out there that insert weirder things in their asshole that are sharper. You're going to put a paper clip in your anus? But paper clips, though, they're, they're rounded. Well, so, some I, of them are like, it's the teacher's stuff. It's like a heart shape. Like she could put a, a whole box in there. Oh, the corners. True. It doesn't. It didn't specify whether yeah, it was. You could dead a corner of a box. I, with my anus? <laughs> you could fit four and... We're together in a box. That's not all I can put on. But we don't know the shape and size of her daughter's asshole, so maybe. It's probably best that way. <laughs> I'm going number two. You As the real one? <laughs> <laughs> That's what that smell is. I'm going number two, and I'm choosing number two. I am also choosing number two as the truth. Truth! So you both are agreeing that number two story about the teacher and daughter putting things in their ass is the true story. I yes. am. Correct. Okay, so I will tell you that number three about the sex shop was fake. That was a made-up That was number one. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, the sex shop one, number one, was fake. Yep, we got that one. So now the masturbation, or not the masturbation story, sorry. That kind of is. The guy with his sex stuff that he uses to masturbate that his parents gave away. Did he Um, attack his, his parents' Just with a nasty lawsuit. Oh, so I feel like there was something else, and then they brought him to court. Uh, I might be mixing up some stories here. So I will tell you that you're the one that you guys picked, the number two story about the teacher and her daughter shoving things up their ass, was fake and made up. The real story. uh, Just taking a shot because that story was the smallest. 
So I was figuring the first one was very elaborate. It was. And, and that the was second the very one was very elaborate. And the third one was the smallest. And so, so I figured that pattern, I figured mm. you'd mix it up to kind of throw us off the hint. I thought about it, but I was just like, I, I, I think uh, saving the, the real one for the last one might throw you off. And it did. So, uh, now, I, I will tell you this. I was coerced to <laughs> guess that one. My real answer was going to be number three. No, it wasn't. Let's, let's, I, I, I will okay. tell you this. If that's if the number two story that I made up actually did happen, that'd be crazy. So, if there's anybody out there listening and you were shoving school supplies up your asshole in a condom, <laughs> please <laughs> I, let us know. I if you're inspired like that, to do this. I feel like that story has happened, though. Because, like, the second you started saying it, I feel like that is something that has happened. Because my mind instantly went, oh, no, this is it. Like, to, instantly when you started saying I was writing down true. No, this is it. I used to steal a lot of supplies from my high school in the, like, the art closet. It's like I was a... Uh, up his anus? Not up my anus. We uh, either threw it out the window into the bush, <laughs> huh? or we stayed after school, uh, propped the door, did our, you know, like band, well, hung out with like the band people until they got finished, since one of the band guys was our ride, and then we just haul ass upstairs into the, the so, art supply. And, so wait a minute. He would steal his own art supply. You guys, they always say band nerds, and I was, I, band I, nerd. I, I was in drumline, which I don't consider part of band. But you weren't in band at all. Nope. But your ride was a band member. Hex, yeah. You are <laughs> such a loser. So you um, had to wait for yeah. a band nerd. <laughs> so you weren't cool enough to be in the band. You had to sit in the back seat with this tuba. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what did he play? I, I, actually, he his girlfriend was in the band. Well, actually, both of. His girlfriends. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's in son. trouble now. Shit, son. I hope his they're not listening. Not listening. <laughs> Sorry, Paco. <laughs> oh no. no! I don't think it Paco was, was a band. No, he didn't. He didn't. He was in my high school. Such bitch. He well, ran that shit. Good. Uh, good. I like. I like this. Uh, this format. This uh, two truths and a lie, two lies yeah. and a truth type of thing. Next time we do it, one of you's gonna. Nope. Yeah. Come up with the stories. All right. I'm not good at word. Oh, we're, we know that. <laughs> we're not good with this test. <laughs> we know you're not You're not good with anything. Let me use my noodle to... That's not true. You should see him work the dick. <laughs> I am very good at working the dick. I'm not gay or anything. I'm just very pers highly persuaded. <laughs> 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 bucks. That has nothing to do with him working That's the dick. That's a lot of money. A you, lot got of money. Any, you got any more? Or was it just one? Do you have any more? New stories? Yeah. No, it was the just... Fuck? He's like, two weeks? That's all he had to come up with? Two? Blue balls the shit out of him. What did I you know. think I was going to do? Like, 17 I don't, stories? I feel like we're in the middle of a slide right it's now. It's called... Like, you're just going to let us drop two, off right now, next segment? Two lies, one truth. It's three stories. I read three stories. Look, like, yeah, congratulations. Part two, go. I feel like... Round two. We got, uh, we got a lot of oh, stuff we're talking about out. here. 
This is all right. We got to keep this under two hours. We're at thirty-one minutes right now. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Let's move on. All right. Next. <laughs> next part of the night of debauchery ran by yours truly. We're gonna dive into something that irritates not only me but irritates a good section of our fan base. What's that, you ask? Plot holes. Plot holes in your favorite movies. Movies you can't stand. Movies you've loved in the past and you didn't realize how bad they were. We're going to dive into the plot holes in movies. We've each picked a couple of our favorite movies or movies we can't stand. And we're going to talk about some plot holes. Some obvious, some not so obvious. But uh, let's dive into it, boys. Jeremy, why don't you start? We're going to go round robin here. Each throw one out at yeah, you. Since you left us hanging. Work, yeah. Finish this off. I mean... What a fluffer. I'm, I'm what satisfied. A fucking, what a fucking fluffer. They're like, <laughs> get us grabbed up and be like, fuck it, I'm out. Do you guys not read the emails? I said I was going to pick. I'm, I'm done. I'm not talking about that. All right, so <laughs> why plot, are you yelling at us? holes in <laughs> I said potholes. Plot holes in movies. So this is one I kind of talked to you guys about. Uh, this has to do with the 1998 Michael Bay film Armageddon. We're supposed Damn to it. give dates, too? No, you don't have to. My God. Movie reviews, critics... But, so yeah, Armageddon from 1998 with an all-star cast, Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, uh, Michael Clark Duncan, Owen Wilson, uh, what's that guy's name? The, the, and I don't want to miss things. Yeah, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler, Billy Bob Thornton, that's what I was thinking of. So, so a little bit, about, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop, I like it. So, um... So a little bit about the movie, an asteroid's coming to, towards the Earth, and if it hits Earth, it's going to destroy and kill everybody on planet Earth. So what they do is they contact Bruce Willis, who has an, he's a, a really the best oil driller uh, there is, and so they hire him to go, and his crew to go up onto the asteroid, drill to drop a bomb and explode it from within, causing it to... Pass Earth. Get up in there nice and deep like Brucey. So, so here's the plot hole. Would it have not been easier to train astronauts to be drillers instead of training a bunch of reject oil drillers to be astronauts? And they had 12 days to train them. I think being an astronaut, it's pretty easy. You just put a helmet on and then you... <laughs> I saw a movie where a monkey was fixing some... Fins on a yep. Fuck, what movie was that? Oh no, that was the show. That was yeah, yeah. that was the new space one. <laughs> <That's so sad. laughs> well, well, here's a, here's a few other things. So Ben Affleck, who is one of the stars of the movie, when they were filming, posed that question to Michael Bay about wouldn't it have been easier to train astronauts yeah, to be drillers? And Michael Bay <laughs> snapped at Ben Affleck and said, "Quote, shut the fuck up." This is the real NASA plan. And then Affleck shut up. Now, there's no proof that that's the real NASA plan. But uh, like I said, in the movie, they had 12 days of training to be astronauts, when in reality, it can take up to two years to be trained to be an astronaut and prepare for everything and anything that could happen in space and to train your body for space. Now, to be an oil driller, numerous sites that I went to say you just need a high school diploma and know how to use certain tools and machines which an experienced and trained astronaut already has knowledge with tools and machines and could easily pick up how to drill in less than 12 days, especially if they were the ones that built the tools and machines to go up on this asteroid and drill. So, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Oh. 
I mean, it makes sense though. <laughs> well, he was good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love this movie. Was, yeah. I mean, it, it's great, but I just what if you got an astronaut to learn how to drill and he was just crappy? Like Bruce, he gets in there and hits all the right spots. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's easier to teach someone on Earth to adjust to the 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 like the gravity thing. Like, there's chambers on Earth to teach someone how to get used to being on a spaceship. You really can't teach someone on a spaceship how to drill. No, but it would be easier to teach them before they go up on the spaceship to drill. Yeah. I, I just... How long does it take to get up there? They can watch a video along the way. <laughs> well, I mean, YouTube, YouTube, wasn't, a, YouTube huh. wasn't a thing back in 98. I mean, I, and I think this took place in, like, 96 or something like that. I, I don't know, unless yeah. it's at present time. But It's like you're up there and you're trying to, you know, you got, like, 10 seconds, and then you pull up YouTube to see what you can do real quick, and then an ad pops up. And then but you can you have skip to wait them after that. five seconds, usually. And then you're down to five seconds. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I mean, to me, that, that's been one of the one movies that I'm just like, I love the movie, but, man, that, that plot hole it just doesn't doesn't make sense to me. I know it's a movie, and that's the thing. We know these are movies, but for that story about Ben Affleck bringing it up to Michael Bay and having Michael Bay snap at him like that. That was mean. That, that kind of shows you right there that Michael Bay realized that. And it was probably like, shut your fucking mouth, dude. Right. We're just going to make a movie. And look, at they made millions off of that movie. Right. Well, what else could they send up there? Instead of drillers, dig dug astronauts. <laughs> Just train them. I, I'm not following you with that one. I guess not. So, yeah. It's your turn, Justin. Let's see what you got. If you think mine's so shite. Uh, I had a few. I had two movies, like we were supposed to. Like the email that Paco sent out to... Do this. Paco doesn't have email. Oh, he, he has, has a, Gmail. He has MySpace. It's it's email. He has, email. He has hot or not, and he just each picture he has something carved in his chest. That's like, how did you we get, get that electronic mail they sent you? It's in gold bars. You don't and see. Then they suddenly disappear in the morning. Oh. Is that a reference? I don't get your reference. No, it's literally their gold bars. Oh. Okay. I, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I picked two movies. The first one, We're doing one at a time, bro. All right, no, I'm gonna do both of them. And you have to follow them both at the same time. That that round robin is one at a time in a circle. Kind of like mm. toast, the game toast. Toast. Anyways, <laughs> so, what is your guys's woodworking knowledge? Like, what is the extent of woodworking that you know? Well, I've been <laughs> I've been single for 18 years, so... This is a, a lot of chaff on the bar. Oh, you're talking that kind of wood. Uh, not, not so good. I got some carpentry knowledge. I can build a house as long as I don't have to, like, finish it. Like popsicle sticks? Sure, yeah. we'd go there. As as I eat a, once again, crackles. I will say, look at the side profile. I know quite a bit of popsicle knowledge. Yucky. I, I, I keep seeing a side profile. Uh -huh. well, anyways, so Enjoy. the movie I picked was 
Edward Scissorhands. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's a good, it's a cult classic. It's a probably up there it's somewhere in my top ten. It's got, it's got one of my, one of my five in it. Well, I ask about your woodworking knowledge because uh, to keep a blade sharp, most woodworkers would say you have to throw out a blade like every six uh, six months or so if it's you know to, at, at a low level because a lot of sharpening and you know use can degrade it and decrease the surface area after a while. <clears throat> but uh, and he was Edward or, or Johnny Depp, played by Johnny Depp, Edward Scissorhands, our, our main character of the movie. Uh, what was it, like 93, 94? Was this around? It was 93 when it came out. I think it might even be earlier than that. Let me do some Google. If only talking. we had Juju. a device to look it up. Well, it's like, preoccupied tonight for another purpose. You don't have a Michael. I can look it up if you need I, I'm, I'm okay. doing I'm doing Okay, so proceed. So, yeah. um, so he was like always using his little blades and stuff. And 90. Wow. But his shit was like razor sharp. You know, everything he touched would be either created into an art or destroyed. <clears throat> as he was Michael Anthony. It was like one of the most um, memorable lines. It's like, touch me. And he's like, I can't. You know, because he can't, he can't touch people. Touch. <clears throat> Emotionally. Um, so one of the plot holes with that is, you know, I guess that is the plot hole. How is his knives or his blades always sharp? Especially since the inventor played by Vincent Price. Uh, died so many years before. He's out there alone, just cutting away at things. He doesn't sharpen it. Um, I'm assuming he doesn't know how to take care. He doesn't have any sort of maintenance uh, for his for his stuff. Um, for his stuff. For his blades. Let me just say that. Yeah. Oh, he's <clears throat> got plenty of maintenance on his stuff from all those cougars. Yeah. There's another plot hole where... So he's up in like the little loft area, and he's just cutting away at all these ice sculptures. Yeah. Like, how the did the ice sculptures where's get there? That, where's it's all just the, him there. Where's all the ice coming from? Right. Who's bringing the ice? I'm like unless the inventor created some sort of device or mechanism that can drop the stuff, but he still has to move it around. And but yeah, it makes no sense. Or do they have an ice delivery man? Did he set something up? Nobody on? goes up the hill. Yeah. It wasn't until. Winona Ryder's character, or sorry, not Winona, the mom, uh, Peg, Peggy. I think I'm mixing the names up there. Anyways, the mom of Winona Ryder, um, she went up there trying to sell her Avon, and that's how she found Edward. But yeah, and you kind of see like a, a full display of that upstairs area. Yeah, and there's nothing up there. You know, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. I mean, I'm I'm envisioning it, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe, you know, back in the day, they used to make things a lot better for long time use. So maybe his blades were made from like real steel, like tungsten, possibly yeah. adamantium. Could be. That's what it was. His adamantium scissors. Could have been the same thing that Wolverine's claws were made out of. Well, like that's adamantium. Is it? What a dumbass! <laughs> I'm telling you right now, X Men is like my the, the least amount of knowledge I know. But there's like there's a knot earlier in the film where Kevin, the son, um, is pretty much trying to wipe off or, or wash off the shrubbery on Edward's hands, his scissor hands, and the dad's like, "No, put oil on it. We don't want him rusting out." And so 
if he, if he didn't have oil on it um, before, it should have been rusted out. There should have been degrading. But that also leads to another thing. If they put oil on it later on, when the neighborhood starts, you know, getting used to him, he's at like a little barbecue and he's doing shish kebabing and stuff. And he's holding this stuff up and people are eating all the That's all this gross. That's gross. So ingesting oil, that can give you like chronic diarrhea, maybe even poisoning. Um, Soaking too much coffee too You can fast. have like an allergic reaction. That too. Put it in your, in your java. Um, yeah, vomiting, poisoning. If any of you guys are eating or drinking oil or have currently, you can call Poison Control at 1-800-222-1222. Just so you know. Thanks. <laughs> I was wondering what that number was. Yeah. So what what is Edward? Is he a robot or is he like a Frankenstein creature? Because he can also bleed and eat. So if he's a robot, where is he getting... I don't think I ever thought of him as a robot. Yeah, I would. I would just see him as like a modern day a Frankenstein creation. It, it shows the progression, you know, flipping through the pages and stuff of like one of his monsters because the, the inventor took the heart, the cookie heart, and put it up against one of the robots, doing the little uh, relay belt type of thing. Uh, so he made a person out of one of the robots, and you can see like the progression as the pages turn. And so he has skin, um, but he's eating, but he's not like, you know, making boo-boos or, or puking, having somebody hold his hair back. But if he's a Frankenstein-like creature, where did the inventor get the organic material? Like, is he a murderer? Is he killing people? We need an origin story of yeah. Edward Scissorhands to find out. Tim Burton did not go into that. He probably, in his mind, had an idea of probably. the backstory. Probably. It's probably just as twisted as a lot of his things. He's saving it when he needs a couple bucks. That guy. He can he can piss on, a, on the floor and people will be like, that's amazing. All those gun girls I dream about are like, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> just like Next that. Tim Burton movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. All right, I got... Let's do this one. This one seems like fun. I'm going to go back into the 1978 Clive Barker masterpiece of Halloween. That's a good one. And there's one giant plot hole. Six times. In, in, Six times. In a, in a masterpiece. Just one, one plot hole and an absolute masterpiece of a movie. And that is, how does a six-year-old boy who kills his family... Or kills his uh, sister. Mm -hmm. Go from he gets locked up in a sane asylum and basically a vegetable for 15 years. Get out at the age of 21, and all of a sudden knows how to drive a car to get to Haddonfield. Uh, well, if you recall, he is pure evil, so his body that's doesn't not, necessarily. That's not. Well, I pure evil can't drive a car. Yeah, I can do anything if you have enough faith. <laughs> evil doesn't believe in faith. I feel like you don't respect evil enough. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is a conversation for another time, my friend. Right. Uh, that could be a whole two hour segment <laughs> podcast episode. Yeah, yeah, I never really thought about that. Yeah, how did so when he first gets locked up, 
he is six. He has 15 years of basically in a vegetative state. Like they keep him very medicated. When he gets out at the age of 21, he instantly just gets in the car and drives to Haddonfield well enough to not get apprehended by the police. Now, granted, it's the late 70s. How long was he? 15 years. 15 years? Yeah. There would have been like some massive atrophy if he's not using his body at all. Well, basically, yes. Because all like – and he's just a presence of a of a you know of a man when he comes back on a hunt. Well, basically, and that's why they don't really like they call him Michael Myers. But if you look through the credits, they don't really they don't address him as Michael Myers. He's the shape. So basically, all Halloween fans don't acknowledge him as Michael Myers in the first movie. He's the shape. The shape. The shape. Shapes don't scare me. I, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how he could have possibly learned. Right. There's no possible but, way for him to be able to drive confidently well, where he wouldn't get pulled over. And Haddonfield's a big city where the cops have a presence. So how would he be able to drive around that town confidently to not get pulled over and be, oh, well, who's this crazy guy? Oh, that hospital bed? He was plugged in. <laughs> yeah, Matrix. Yeah. He downloaded it. Well, I mean, maybe it just has something to do with how he developed Right, the um, cognitive I mean, thought he had. Because basically, you know, he's also – that's one of the things I always thought of too is like he's a boy. He's a human boy. He's not like, you know, one of these mongoloids or whatever. Most, and, most but, boys aren't capable of killing their – well, I guess they're capable, but do not follow through. So he maybe he's he's just got a lot more potential. Well, maybe, maybe he is – He maybe he looks like a human on the outside but because it, it doesn't explain too like – he gets shot at right. the end of it, and Six he, times. he goes and away. He falls he, two stories, and and he doesn't die. Yeah, and it's just like, and then in part two, he gets like his eyes, the blood tears. That famous, infamous scene where he's got the blood tears, and he blows up, and then he comes walking out of the fire. I mean, he's not human. No, you just stand so there watching, maybe, like bullshit. <laughs> maybe that's something in the brain to where. Picks up on things and if you look drive, closely but... when you're running away from him and then you turn back, you can see him slow down and just keep his little pace and then he hurries and runs with you. Speed walk. <laughs> so this, <laughs> I'm going to ask you this, Lonnie. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it's probably going to be a stupid question, but did you like Dr. Loomis played by Donald Pleasance or um, played by Malcolm McDowell? Now they were both such amazing actors. Like I can't say. Either of them did a bad job, but Pleasance is Loomis to me. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, not that I didn't like Rob Zombie's Halloween, but I'm such a purist when it comes to most all franchises um, with what I grew up on. kind of like you and mm-hmm. it. Um, Halloween 3 was the best. <laughs> it's not as bad as people make it out it's, to be. It, it, shouldn't, just, be, it shouldn't have the different. Halloween title. Well, no, Halloween was actually supposed to only have Michael Myers in the first one. They just made a lot of money, so they thought they'd give it a second and one. And then it was it, Michael Myers' mom was the killer. <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> no, but uh, Loomis will always be pleasant to me. Um, yeah. Well, whenever I think of, I, I hear somebody say Doctor Loomis, I hear Donald Pleasant's voice. Right. So I die. and not taking any way, thing away from Malcolm McDowell, he brought a different kind of Loomis to it. Right. Uh, I, I always felt like the original Donald Pleasant's Loomis. 
don't want to say it was shy and timid, but you know, I with Malcolm McDowell's Doctor Loomis, I felt like he would not take shit from anybody. Right. He and brought a lot more confidence, I guess, to it. And Loomis had the awareness of like what this guy actually is. Uh-huh. So him being afraid of Michael Myers makes you know at being the authoritative figure. It's like, oh, well, I should be afraid too. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. it had a lot to do with his uh, his handicap as well, with Pleasance having that limp and that yeah. that almost disability made him always seem like a target. Where with with McDowell's being more able bodied, where it kind of took away that constant fear. Was it H two O when? Loomis died. I thought it was even earlier than that. No, I thought it was five because no, I watched H two O. No, maybe it was part five that I watched. Yeah, it was part five that Halloween that Water. <laughs> Get out! Get out! I liked Resurrection. Oh, a lot of people hated that one, but is that where I, the Jamie Lee Curtis died? Yeah, and Buster Rhymes is in it, and he he puts on the the mask and. Wait, the only reason I like it is because... Was that a it, Resurrection? I thought that H2O was... Busta. That was LL Cool J. Resurrection wow. was Busta Rhymes, and he's like, cook a tree, motherfuckers. <laughs> that was like the best line. Anyways, we're getting off topic here with that, but um, are we are we satisfied yeah, with what we I talked mean, about with yours? Yeah. How about you? What you got for round number two? So I, I, I debated on... Um, I debate every night. Uh, but I debated on two of them, and I think I'm going to go with this one right here. I think I'm going to go with a Pixar movie, oh. and I'm going to go with the 1995 original Toy Story movie, the first oh. one. Toy Story. So this is this is a big uh, a big question that everybody has, and you know, there's people that side with both or give information on both things. But if Buzz Lightyear thought didn't think that he was a toy, which was pretty much the whole premise of the first one is Woody trying to convince Buzz that he's a toy. If Buzz Lightyear did not think he was a toy, then why was it that he froze every time Andy came in the room or a human would come in the room? Uh, it's just the... Mass psychosis? Yeah, that's what I would say. Well, some say it is his... Space Ranger instincts, and he freezes out of protection to himself because humans are giants compared to him, and he's thinking that they are Bullshit. some kind of he alien. went to go attack a car. That's true. I, he, he cars are bigger than people did. usually. Sometimes Jeremy's is it? No. <laughs> Others say it's because all toys, when new, are programmed to think they are toys. But if that was the case. Why was Woody so confused by this when Buzz thought he was real? Woody would get angry yelling at Buzz that he was a toy, even that scene when they get left at the gas station. Woody even yells, you are a toy. So if that was the case, Woody would be a little bit more understanding with that because he would have had to go down that path as well. But uh, and it, it would appear that the Buzz Lightyear line of toys. So we're, we're, let's go to part two of Toy Story, where they're in the um, the toy store, and they're it's closed. Every interaction they have with every toy there knows that they're a toy. But the only aisle that they go down where they don't think they're a toy is the Buzz Lightyear aisle. So is it just something with the Buzz Lightyear line or something like that? So you know, there's. There's a lot of people that, you know, 
a lot of explanations out there, but nothing that's significant. And I even went as far to uh, see if Pixar even released a statement. And I found something where they did, but it wasn't anything. So what do you guys think? I don't think if I don't have to. Uh, Lonnie. <laughs> um, so in all of the, the Toy Story movies, there's really not a lot of action figures. Like Duke Boom and Four. Oh, um, if you look in Sid's room, there's a lot of like wrestler style, you know, pick apart. Yeah. yeah. So we don't know if that's something bred into the action, quote unquote, action figures. It could be something just in that particular toy where they're so bred into the action element, they don't realize they're a toy because they just know they're action man, blah, blah, blah. So that could be something inbred into them. True, but. In part three, Buzz gets switched over to demo mode, but the demo mode, Buzz knows he's a toy. But he also has like a Espanol form. But he knows he's a toy there, too. Oh, okay. But it could just be particular that Buzz, since he's already been conformed to know he's a toy. Possibly. I mean, you are right. A lot of the, especially in part three, a lot of them are, I mean, I guess Ken and Barbie are considered action figures, but there's a lot of stuffed animals and stuff, too. Hmm. Maybe it's just something in the air. He's not made to breathe the air, so... I think it's a plot hole that they couldn't cover up. Huh. Bury those toys. They could... Maybe they thought of it too late, and there's like, well, shit, we've already got all the voice recordings, and we have all the animations done. and beyond. So we're just going to go with it. And again, nothing wrong with... Toy Stories are probably... My fa- absolute favorite right. uh, animated movies out there. Um, although I do believe they should have stopped after three. I don't think a fourth one should have been made. I think that what? was made for greedy reasons. It was awesome. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've, se- I've seen all of them. But, and I'm not saying Toy Story 4 is bad, but it didn't need to be made. Sporky. Sport. Spoon. Spoony. Forky. Forky. Yeah. Have I seen it? Yeah. Trash. <laughs> My niece loves Trash. Toy Story 4. He didn't know he was a toy, but he wasn't. He was made to be a but toy. But he wasn't. He, a, was a, he, he wasn't was even a, a toy. He was a nihilist. Oh. <laughs> he was a fork, a plastic fork with, uh, what are those things called? The the, the, oh, wire, the wire, pipe cleaners. Pipe cleaners and googly eyes. That doesn't make you a toy. Yes, right. it does. With an enough imagination. Trash? <laughs> <laughs> Trash. Anybody Trash? Can, anything can be a toy in the right hands. Well, I would love. <laughs> There's a meme out there. It's that picture of Buzz and Woody where, like, Buzz has his hand on Woody's back, and he's, like, pointing, like, at something. And he's like, you see, Buzz? Or he's like, you see, Woody? Those are Andy's mom's toys. They have the same name as us. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I've seen that one. All right, so that was mine. Over to you, Mr. Lightyear. Congratulations. Real life, Mr. Lightyear. Have you? you? The claw. (laughs) The claw Ah. chooses. (laughs) Uh, my second pick, uh, we're going to go back to the 90s. We're such 90s peoples, minus the 70s. I, I wasn't around in the 90s. Wow. No. Wow, did you point at me and say 70s? He's older than I am. I know, but you picked Halloween. That's what I was talking about. Because I picked a classic. God. Yeah. Oh, you hate America. <laughs> yeah. God, God forbid my family's yeah. Canadian. Coffee makes you poop. Coffee. Yeah. That wasn't a poop. That was a that was an evacuation <laughs> of the troops. You did a poop mid Fast. People don't realize we paused the podcast. So <laughs> I'm gonna air it out. 
Yeah, it was the worst. I'm glad it happened. <laughs> this would have been a very different podcast if that didn't happen. So do we uh, rub his nose in? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so my second pick was going to be, is going to be, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> That's pretty oh, much how I take people to bed. We're going to do it. I'm going to do it right now. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to do the sex to you so good. You're going to like it, I I'm hope. I put think. the sex on you so good. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, second pick. So quick. <laughs> it's not a contest. Okay. Uh, Home Alone. We're going to go to Home Alone. Oh, Let's go shit. to the McAllister family. Follow along. Um, so, uh, starts off a storm, pretty much hit, pretty much hits uh, one of the power lines and resets all the clocks. Uh, McAllister's wake up late, uh, rush to get to the airport and take off, leaving a lonely... Special, lonely. I'm gonna say lonely. It's extra lonely, kid. Um. So as they are putting, you know, oh, I guess leaving, packing up. You can see people working on the power lines there. Um, plot hole here is after the parents leave, they're doing whatever they can to call back. You know, call neighbors, call home, but there's no ringing on the phone. But. Kevin orders pizza. So, mm. so I mean, they've been they've been trying back forever. You know, calling everybody in their uh, phone books. Um, I would imagine how many. And and then like there's a, the neighbors. They're full of the families over there. Why did nobody else pick up? When Kevin is walking back home from the store, he sees, you know, a family, a loving family that he's missing out on. Uh, what else? So another plot twist that goes with this. So after he calls the pizza guy, the pizza guy gets scared off with the fireworks, thinking like some machine gun is hitting him, but he never reports it. He just goes about his job delivering. So nobody comes and checks up on the kid. Um, and when the cops were actually called and do a little checkup, all the lights are on, and the cop just checks the front door, and he's like, oh. See anybody? It looks good. Tell them to count their kids again. No. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, there's a few other things here. So that's pretty much just with like the phone lines there. Kevin could call the cops as well, but he never does until the very end after he's tortured these poor guys. Because <sighs> they're not rich. They're poor. Um, there's another part in the movie where he opens up the window and he sees Marv and Harry arguing loudly. Like they're they're pretty much uh, I don't know how far down the street or whatever. Let's give the criminals respect too. They're the wet shoe bandits, right? The wet bandits. Wet bandits. The wet bandits. Part two, they're the sticky bandits. Sticky bandits. Sticky bandits. But yeah. So he knows their plan because Harry's like you know. We'll go get something to eat. We'll come back at 9. So he has all this time to plan things. And we know Kevin heard him because Kevin goes, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. Yep. But what does he do? Like he draws up a little crayon map thing. He goes to church and, you know, makes friends with uh, old man O'Malley, O'Marley, whatever. Um, yeah. He just has this little Rude Goldberg plan in the back of his mind. But when he comes back home... After the church, after, you know, he has that little sentimental talk with the old man Marley. Do you know what he does? 
he runs right into the house, an unlocked door. And it's already dark time, but around that time, it would probably be sometime after six. So he has maybe three full hours to rig his entire house, and he still doesn't call the cops. I mean, come on, man. Well, also, you could just not see to be able to rig his house that quickly. I don't think so. But that's also another thing because after the cops are, you know, called after all this torment and, you know, bondage, his little kinks, you know, work out to his favor. Get these guys all wet and hot and um, what else? Tickled with the feathers and yeah. Um, so he goes about his house like he pours tar on the steps. Do you know how hard it is to get tar off? Like you, you have to like cool it or use some sort of acetone or, or dry solvent. But yeah, he cleans up everything and then like the, the parents and stuff come home the next day. To an immaculate house, except for Buzz's room. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Buzz. He was a dick to him. That's why. Well, Buzz was a little nicer. He let him in the room a little bit. It's Uncle fucking Uncle. Wow. Uncle. Uh, Frank. Uncle Frank. Uncle Tucker's a lot. Like I was a dick. Unnecessarily mean to his nephew. There's a theory that Uncle Frank actually planned the thing. I think I've heard this. Yeah. Because he was on the phone with somebody. Saying, you know, like they're, they're pretty much going to be gone or something like that. I, I don't really remember the entire conversation, but he's saying maybe he was telling them that they're clear to come on in. That's why, the, you know, Pesci was there in the beginning. Did you notice how much nope. the cop at the beginning of the movie looked like the robber? Holy shit. <laughs> they could have the been <laughs> twins. Whoa. Twinsies. Well, here, here's my my thing about the phone lines. If the phone lines were down, wouldn't it be the whole block? Block. Yeah. But yet, when they're robbing the house across the street, isn't it that the one that they're robbing across the street? They put the phone off the hook. Kevin's dad calls and leaves a message, and that's how they know that they're actually gone because he's like, "Hey, Harry, what were the name of those people? The McAllisters." And then it's just like, well, you're right, they're gone. So how was he able to call and leave a message on the neighbor's phone if the phone lines were down? How? And my other question I had, too, is we've all gone on vacation. Have we? And you know that you're you, you're anxious the night before. Yeah. And you hardly sleep and you wake up really early. With nothing you, packed? You're, you're, oh, you're telling me that this family of, like, it was like, was it? 18 people or something like that. Every single one of them was sleeping that hard and that heavy. Definitely not. Especially they, the kids. They didn't wake up and realize, right. oh, it's uh, it's 6 a.m. We need to get everybody up so we can get going. They all slept in. I mean, what kind of fucking What kind of airlines is that? Is that? Because you're, you're one head short and, you know, they would have at least called for at least one more person if they were checking all the tickets. Maybe not necessarily. Unless kids fly. Because this was 1990. Um, can't, both yeah. of your movies were 90. They were. 93. Did like you live a little? Did you know that there was 91 through 99 right? still? There's a lot of cool movies oh, that sure. came out. My life was on pause for a while. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah. uh, the best thing about that movie is mom got saved by the polka king of Wisconsin. Kind of. He was actually the devil. I've heard this one. Uh, when she's like, I would do anything, you know, I would sell my soul to the devil. And then he's like, 
Oh, excuse me? You're welcome. Did you also hear that thing in that same scene where people said Elvis Presley yeah. was behind her? The guy standing there is was Elvis. It was. Like he looked like what Elvis would have looked like. Oh, like a remote. <laughs> There's a lot with that movie. Do you um in the saw combination? Macaulay McAllister is in the saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could do a whole episode on this. We will. Eventually. Did you ever, did you ever watch the uh, movies that made us or whatever? The Home Alone one? I have not seen that. That is amazing. There's... I did not know that this was all filmed inside of a high school gym. They built the house. Nice. In a high school gym while school was going on. I call it's bullshit. pretty cool. And the basement scene where they have the water going in the neighbor's house... That was built and filmed inside the school's pool. Have to watch that. It's pretty freaking amazing. With the scary uh, uh, furnace, dude? No, it would have been the neighbor's house across the street. Oh, yes. He flooded the neighbors? Oh, Uh they flooded the... No, he did. Because he put a rag in the sink and left the water running. That was a good one. Thank you. Good pick, good pick. Well, it's good to your... All right. So for my last and final one for this segment, we're going back, way back to the 80s style. And we're going to talk about the second best karate movie of the 80s. Sweet delight. <laughs> Very good. We're gonna this talk, is one of my favorite movies. We're going to talk about the 1984 classic, The Karate Kid. Be careful what you say. In the biggest plot hole in The Karate Kid, takes part in the most infamous scene in The Karate Kid. What is the number one thing the referee oh, says about... No, no kicks to the face. No about, no strikes to the yeah. face at all. And how does Daniel win that tournament, Justin? I think he um, stroked his face. Yes. The crane kick is 100% illegal. G.I. Johnny should have won that tournament hands down. He is, think- the true, <laughs> he is the true victim of the Karate Kid. Justice for Johnny. I agree with you, but maybe the referee saw the cheap shots that Johnny and them were taking on him and was like, I'm going to let this one slide. Everybody gets one. <laughs> he has a fucking black eye when he's walking out with this participation trial. I don't see eyes in color. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. You don't see eyes. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Is that a, sh- is that a skewer? That was that comment was brought to you by Justin. <laughs> Justin Lottie. You can find him at your, your local. Look him up on Facebook. Because he's colorblind. <laughs> I'm making fun of his handicap. Okay. <laughs> I'm not making fun of him because he's racist. I'm making fun of him because he's a handicap. Yeah. Didn't somebody make a uh, short film that was if Daniel actually was called out on that and disqualified and Johnny won? No. I thought somebody did. I think they, there is. That would be awesome, though, if there was. There is. Or at least there's a, uh, a mock story or whatever. I don't know if it was an actual acted out. At least the one that I'm thinking of. But I know they they shined a light on the YouTube Red series with the, the karate. Have you seen the whole thing? Oh, Cobra Kai? It's on Netflix. I need now. to. I, I they, saw the first two Netflix, episodes. So. Of you the just first used one. your your free pass. I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been meaning to buy them. They're in my uh, wish list on Amazon to buy them. But uh, yeah, um, there's a music video called "Sweep the Leg," Johnny, and they. It's not like some forty one. Who is that? It's a it's a punk band. Wow. We'll have to look that up and maybe put the link up with this. But um, it's called like "Sweep the Leg," Johnny. 
and it, they get the whole cast. They get Ralph Macchio, um, and I, I don't know all the Cobra Kai's names, but they even get you know their sensei and all this stuff. And they all Miyagi play. It's like the the Cobra Kai's are all in a living in a trailer. It starts out where they're living in a trailer and they're like fat and bald and like they're watching the Karate Kid <laughs> movie. And the ones just like put him in a body bag and it's it's pretty funny. And then at the end, um, Ralph Macchio is driving his convertible car and Johnny's like roller skating and he gets hit and he's on the windshield and they're like face to face and the soft music's playing. And then Daniel turns into an asshole and just, like, revs the gas and, like, steps on it and makes him fly. It's pretty good. You should look it up. You should watch it. to see that. That was on, like, MTV. Remember when MTV played music? No, they did not. Well, we're only, like, what's that say for time? We're just over an hour. Oh. Because remember we paused so you could take a... Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you still have... We still have a ton of time left. You have we a do. third one, right? Um, I do. You have a third one, right? I do not. Oh. Well, I could do a third I one. I did, but I... Well, we, go, we, we each have another one. We okay. Can we can... One. I can riff on something. Shut the fuck up! Okay, okay. <laughs> well, what's your third one? What do you got? So, my third one, I didn't do too much research on it, but mine goes back to 1997, James Cameron's classic Titanic. Oh, fuck, that was my third one. Is it really? It was. Uh, about the door? No, it was going to be the axe. Okay. Oh. So it, it was was going to include the door because you can do so well, much. Well, I will start with the door, and then you can go to the X. So, you know, the whole thing... Not to stop you, by the way, but the f- best karate movie of the 80s. Best of the best. You know, <laughs> blood sport. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Blood sport's okay. Fuck That's not karate. That's kickboxing. Kumite. Isn't it like a mixture of everything? Kind of. And that's what a kumite is. It's pretty much worldly... Well, it's a tournament of worldly... Arts. Is that the one with that that song that? Yeah, and that's by um, Stan Bush, the guy that I. <laughs> Sounds just like it. Sounds like the bathroom about a half hour ago. <laughs> so uh, Titanic. Um, at the very end, after the ship has sunk, and Jack well, somehow finds really Rose, in all the mayhem going on in the water. And he's like, I need you to swim, Rose. He found a fucking door on the other side of the ocean where all these people were. And for some reason, when they got back there, this isn't part of the plot hole, but it kind of is. Nobody had gone on that door. So he gets Rose up on the door that's floating, and she's floating. He tries once to get on the door, and it tips just a little bit. And he's like, oh, well, I'm not going to fit, so I'm just going to stay in the water, freeze, and die. Rose did not move over. Rose did not scooch over, and there was plenty of room for her to scooch over, but she didn't. Now, um, the only note that I have here is Mythbusters actually Oh, yeah, they did had, this. like, so many and positions that could have worked. They balanced out. They proved that both of them could have survived if, they would, if she would have just moved over a little bit. So was there a little bit of... A vendetta that Rose had against Jack where she didn't want him to survive? She was just a spoiled biatch. Right. I just think it's funny on her deathbed. She's got, like, a, a family and all these kids. Yeah. Her bullshit. And, like, oops. Bullshit. Yeah. You uh, did that on purpose. All this. And, like, her husband's dead. And, like, 
she fucking dies. And her husband's waiting in heaven. And she's like, come to me, dear. And she fucking dies. And she goes to Jack, the dude she met for like 30 minutes worth of dick on a boat. <laughs> she kept her And her husband, building. who she's been married to for like 50 years with kids, like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, I wasted all this money <laughs> on you for this me? boat. <laughs> well... Must have been some good dick, though. It had to Obviously. have been. I mean, it was his first time, Jack's first time, having sex. What about his French girls? He just drew them. Did you see them? Like I feel like girls. he was very... Uh, exercise? Experienced with his... Do you always draw with your pants? <laughs> when, I, when I say I'm going to draw you naked, it means I'm going to be naked drawing you. Well, you do draw me naked. True. This is true. Speaking like one of your French girls. Uh, but <laughs> so what? what's yours? Um, so there's a part in when he's handcuffed and she goes to swing the axe. Like, well, obviously it's two different people because there's – if you look closely, it's not DiCaprio, you know, like hunched over. It's B. Arthur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then you can see the axe hit him in the hand. He would have lost his hand and bled out. He is a robot. <laughs> Built by Vincent Price. Yes. So <laughs> Another weird plot hole about that movie. You know that guy in that weird hair piece? That was fucking uh, uh, Billy Zane the whole time. <laughs> Crazy. What a phantom. I just, I'm not buying that whole movie. A ship that's supposed to be unsinkable sinking. I know. Not buying it. Yeah, and, like, these two guys did not see this iceberg from so far away. Because and they were watching these Jack and Rose make out. So yeah. they're the fault. Committing some sort of a, um, adultery. Oh. Right. They're like, oh, they did it. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like, if you if you think about it, it really was Jack and Rose's fault because they were the lookout and they were watching them. Okay. <laughs> These the guys, the world. Yeah. kids, sex does not pay off. Does not. These guys were preoccupied. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it was. I just was I the only one when I went and saw it in theater. Was I was was it just me that when that guy jumped off the boat, hit the propeller, and the sound it made and him spinning like 50 times before he hit the water? You're like, Ten. I laughed so hard I in the theater <laughs> that people were giving me evil eyes. Who <laughs> don't care. <laughs> and you know the guy, that, that Chef Boyardee-looking guy that was on the end with them? That was apparently a true story. There was a chef Boyardee. that was like, yeah, <laughs> that was on the end of the ship who was one of the last ones to write it down. Yeah. Ride, it. Ride that unsinkable ship. I feel like if he would have just paddled in the water, like it would help warm him up instead of you know wimping out and catching hypothermia in like zero degree or more. I feel like a lot of them would have died a lot sooner. Yeah, yeah. It was sad to see the babies rise. That that's uh, well, just it just kind of shows you like. People with money. Like, she's like, oh, I love you so much. And when it comes down to it, she's like, Bye. ah, street rat, fuck you. I would have been that one guy that, like, jumped on. That was the, the guy that developed the show. Or what was he? I don't know. You, you look at me like I have any fun. No, I'm looking at you because I'm thinking. <laughs> the guy with the gun? The guy, I don't know if you remember, but I have a penis. It, it was a guy that, he, he wasn't the one that designed the ship or something like that, but he was 
everyone was expecting him to stay on the ship and go down with it, but then he quickly jumped on a boat and He's like, deuces, bitches. <laughs> nope. That would have probably been me. And I'm like, see you all. Once I knew that my my niece, my wife, my daughter, or whoever kids were on a, a boat, I'd be like, you Daddy, I'll see you later. I'd go to the other expendable. side and I would jump on the other boat. Yeah. So. so what's your third now? Uh, my third is the 1985 classic. Well, even before we get into this, what's the most epic moment you've had in your life? You don't have to admit it if it's something sexual. Then you have to admit epic it. Epic moment? Yeah. Like, what's something super epic you remember in your life? Hmm. Honestly, it was a couple years ago at the screening of Unemployed, my movie Unemployed. Yeah. The first night, uh, the first premiere, the, the sellout crowd there, it was after the web, the infamous webcam scene. I just remember the, the the I mean the, the whole time people were in an uproar of laughter, but I that was the scene that got the biggest fucking laugh from everybody, and it from the the deep gut laughing to the oh and all that stuff. I just remember sitting there thinking to myself like, he just life cannot pants. get better than this. How about you? Uh, most epic moment of your life. The most epic moment of my life. Yeah, I would probably need like. Three to five minutes to tell you. Well, something quicker then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, going to the motherland. So not your daughter's being born. Mother Russia. <laughs> Russia? In uh, Italy. Yeah. Nice. But so you guys remember those moments pretty Pretty vividly, right? You remember, it was stinky. Yeah. You remember people there. You Venezia. remember seeing, and mm -hmm. you remember the moments pretty vividly. Yeah. Okay. So my movie, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into is Back to the Future. Oh, she go back to Back to the Future. Back I, to Back I, to is, the Future. This is possibly one on my list. So, and in, 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 in the moment is uh, Marty McFly going back to save the budding relationship of his parents, and after. And after the moment, his mom and his dad are thanking him after after they get back together. They are visibly looking at their son, and they're like, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes back to the future. They're looking at him like, oh, I don't see it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't see the resemblance. But 30 years or however long later, they have him as a son. Why wouldn't they remember him? Especially when he said, tell them about, if you have a kid that sets the carpet on fire... Go easy on them. Now, it's weird because this was one that was on my list that I was thinking about doing. Right. And I did some research on it, and there's some people that say that they knew that was their son because Doc Brown went back in time to tell them that, hey, if you want your marriage to work, your son's going to be helping you out, but he cannot know that you know. That See, that's, you know. that's too that was much like blank canon Utilizing bullshit. the flux incapacitator. <laughs> no, but, I, I... But, I, like, how would they... So... Are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, such a great movie. I mean. But seriously, like, such an epic moment in your life where you meet your wife and she's the, the butt of your eye. And then this dude who's like, yeah, I did that. <laughs> And, and all think, of a sudden, yeah. like, you you have you, – he's growing up, and you're like, that fucking guy looks familiar. Right. 
like there's certain things that like beg to your senses, like you know, like a certain smell, and it just like takes you back to that. Like if you come across burnt carpet, like wait a second, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah. I, I just I fucking hate you for some reason. Especially if they're watching Family Ties, they're like, uh, that's our son on TV. Fucking ruined it. Why does he get an allowance? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will give. The creators of Back to the Future a lot of credit because I won't. That's a hard to 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 write stuff like that. Like you have to do future stuff, past stuff, present stuff. Combine them all. You just gotta that start at just, the end and work your way back. That's as a all. as a writer, that would f- make my head explode trying to figure out. And how that's, to... that's a problem with time travel films. Like there's so much you have to do correctly to make it logical, but fuck. There's there's so much wrong with the with the Back to the Future movies, but you just it, it it's just a s- suspension of disbelief. You just don't give a fuck. Which one's your favorite out of all of them? Number two. Same four. They should do a fourth one. I mean, they shouldn't because movies are kind of ruined yeah. these days. But I always they always say like they wouldn't do the uh, another one with Michael J. Fox because of his Parkinson's disease. But it's like you could easily. In the story, in the plot of it, just say that he's like that, and it's a side effect of all the time travel that he was doing. Or you could just keep your, uh, what is it? Penis? The the rumble effect. Uh, You have it a found footage movie? Uh, The the camera, the the shake mode. (laughs) Turn the shake mode all, all the way. Never mind. Stabilizer. Oh, Put the stabilizer on. My shake <laughs> mode is always on, baby. <laughs> you know why Michael J. Fox makes the best milkshakes, right? It's too. I, I know it's not going to be what I think it is. Why? Because he uses the best ingredients. <laughs> oh. See, I didn't fall for it. Interesting. Nice. You do. Uh, you know who else does amazing work? Our sponsor, ML <laughs> Image Photography. He specializes in glamour art photography since 2005. His specialty areas are glamour, boudoir, pinup, ink model, fine art, nude. Now, we're not talking like Bubba taking a picture of you naked and sending it to all his buddies. We're talking classy nude. Correct. Um, uh, and glamour nude. You know, I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it's fancy. Tasteful. Yeah. He won't even ask you to smile. <laughs> um, Cosplay, dark beauty, and horror. Um, you you can see his work at mlimage.com. Just know it's not safe for work. I did mention nude a couple times. That should imply it's not safe for work unless you work at said strip club, porn shop, um, or a place you don't want to work at anymore. Um, you can also join his Patreon page uh, by looking him up at mlimage on there. Uh, patreon.com big thanks to Michael at ML Image Uh, ML Image where image is everything he even took pictures of us and made us look good I don't know how that happened I don't know about making us look bad too (laughs) I mean I jerk off to my picture (laughs) you can only look so good when you're on your knees (laughs) and people think we're lying here those pictures haven't been released yet that is is I have them in my phone that's a <laughs> you sick fuck. That's a <laughs> I did. It, it is a six to twelve image. I have to admit. Oh, we need to get those framed and put in here. Right. Do we have time to share that story? Can I share that story? Yeah, go to town, bro. All right. So I got to get some stuff set up. This is one of that. my more impactful moments. Um, so, 
Have you ever done something you thought was like really fucked up and to to get a job? Remember that part? <laughs> Remember that part in like Step Brothers or like sh- shut up, shut your mouth? <laughs> well, this is what I feel like. So when I was joining the military, like you go to MEPS, you know the was it military processing listing whatever I forget what it is processing center or something I don't know. So. Uh, Not me, because apparently you guys think I hate America. He does. He's, yeah, he said, yeah, some things. <laughs> so the night before, uh, me, my brother, and my best friend were trying to enlist into the military, so we had to take these um, um, preventive, uh, preventive, preemptive um, tests. You know, they, they make you do all the, you know, check your blood work, you know, your vision, height, whatever, all your stats, and so... We have to stay the night before in a hotel so they can keep accountable you, and then they will ship you to the MEP center. So, and it's co-ed, so you have to sit into this briefing room, and we just like munched on like Cheetos and you know junk food, playing PlayStation all night in the hotel room. Me and my brother, my best friend, who also like me and my brother roomed up together, and my best friend was like right next to us, so we just stayed up all night. So I'm tired as fuck. All right, so I'm trying to stay awake through the uh, initial uh, uh, lecture, if you will, and I'm just kind of falling asleep. And there's like this hot chick, you know, kind of catacorner to me, and I'm like, ooh, you know, like I'm I'm young, I'm like what, 20, 19, 19 years old or so, maybe even 18. Um, so yeah, it, as it goes by, we're pretty much passing each other in the hallway, and I'm just, you know, my guts are, I'm like, man, I think I gotta you know, let one go or take a crap or something. And, and I'm also really tired. So I try to get out of certain things and try to get a, for a, a quick nap. So I go get my blood drawn and I'm like, I'm telling my brother, I'm like, dude, I'm going to fucking pass out. You know, I'm going to try to get a nap in here real quick. And, uh, so once I get my blood drawn, I'm like, all right, uh, I'm feeling dizzy. And they're like, Oh, oh, let's get, let's get some people over here. And they like take me over to this room and my best friend is sitting in a, in a hole, standing in a line trying to get something else like a vision test or something and he's looking at me like oh what's up what's up you know and i turn my head and i look at him and i smile and he's like he's fucking faking it <laughs> i'm like shut up shut up shut up so i was able to like sleep for a little bit but it felt like a full night's rest and my stomach is still hurting so i at least got one thing down now i just need to take a crap or poop or whatever you want to call it. those are the should, same things you should chug a dunkin donuts coffee real quick <laughs> yeah that, that, that helps i feel like that will clean you out but so we go into this room. They finally um, cut us off, you know, like all men in one room, women in all one room. So they make us strip down to our underwear, and they're like, you know, you have to do these little movements, you know, duck walks, uh, bear crawls, you know, just to see what your mobility is like. So I'm like doing these duck walks, and it's kind of pushing on my stomach. We're like, oh, man, this is a small room. All of us guys are in, and I'm going to rip one and just, like, stink it up. So... After we do this, we sit onto the little bench, and then the doctor and his assistant are in a private room, and they take you in one at a time. Nice. And you can see, like, the embarrassment right before you go in the room, and then the shame as they come out. So it's like, oh, I'm next, you know, and then they go in, the door opens, they come out, and they're like, oh. it was like they just been molested or something. So the doctor has to look in your butt. <laughs> so when it's my turn... Uh, I stand up, I go in there, and the doctor is sitting in a chair, and he's like, you know, points to where I need to stand. You know, I'm facing him. You know, I give him my, my name and 
last four is the social or whatever. And the other guy is sitting. What are those, by the way? Uh, I'll tell you later. (laughs) And the first three. Yeah. And the middle two. Middle two. (laughs) Got it. So he's like, he's looking at me and he's like an old guy. Do you remember playing the Tekken series? Any of you guys? Yeah. Do you remember Dr. B? Dr. Bolshevik or whatever like that. He is the guy who's like, especially in like Tekken three, he was like one of a, a secret character. Um, he just like falls down. He looks like old as you know. This is what this dude looked like. Um, Are we gonna get the payoff soon? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he's looking at me like he's an old guy. Like his hair is all you know, like Einsteiny, and he's like, "Drop him!" And I'm like, "Oh man, okay. Um, all right." So I turn and drop him, and he's like, "You know, right, bend over." I'm like, "Okay." Uh, and he's like, "Relax." And I'm like, mm, "No." <laughs> he's like, "Go ahead, just relax." And I'm like, relaxing, and I go, like straight in his face, like Cheeto puff, like, and yeah, his hair blows back, like he's that old that I feel like that gust of wind would have killed him. Knocked him but that wasn't the worst part. The worst part is he goes, woohoo! I'm like, okay. So ultimately, I went into a job. Uh, I pulled my pants down farted into some dude's face like four inches away from his face and I got the job. <laughs> Sounds like most of your jobs now. I was just going to say, I was like, how how did us doing a photo shoot with Michael make you think of farting in an old man's face? Well, he was talking about uh, some one of the most epic moments of your life. Oh, that's, that you that's fair. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, that was oh. pretty epic. Rest in peace. Brought to you by Cheetos. <laughs> I was the last person out. Nobody else came in. Because <laughs> I had to clean up. Yeah. Sanitize the place. Oh. It's like fecal matter in your face, man. That's mine. I ripped on that dude's face. <laughs> gotcha. Are you at least Facebook friends with him now? Uh, I don't know if he's alive <laughs> anymore. This is what? 2003? Face Duke friends. This is almost 20 years. Holy shit. I could have retired in three years. Yeah. Man. He's, he's suffered the worst case of pink eye anybody's ever had. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm legit worried about that with mocks. Like, my eyes itched the other night. I'm like, motherfucker, I got pink eye! <laughs> so working in ophthalmology, like, that was always a fear. You like, don't put people, your face that close with his, I know. No, but I like touch him and shit, and babies yeah. are fucking gross. So I'm always like, oh, I'm gonna get pink eye! <laughs> Yuck. Well, anyway, Poop. we are on. We are ready for the main topic of the night, which is... The Velisca Axe Murder House. We had big plans for this. We were going to get in the car. We were going to drive to Velisca. We were going to take pictures, and we were going to do this whole big thing, and it was going to be this grandioso thing. And I I overpromised you guys, and I apologize, and that's all on me. And You it, suck. It was going to be fantastic. So, unfortunately, this is just going to be a normal thing. And part of me wanted to cancel it. And I just, I didn't have the heart. I know you guys put in a lot of effort getting information. And I did not. I didn't know. You did it? I didn't know. You didn't I, I told you I didn't because when you sent that message the other night saying you're going to take us on a roller coaster or whatever, I was like, I'm not even going to. Let's do it. But I, I what know. the fuck? I know enough. Did we let you I, down? I believe. Oh well, anyway, so like I said, I, I, I felt bad. Like I said, I, I gave you guys this whole big spiel about, like, I wanted to overperform since it was my first night hosting. And I'm going to read a little bit of the email that, that Martha, the owner of 
the Villisca Axe Murder House. And as, I don't want to get too much into it because I feel like getting too much into it is promoting her, and I really don't want to do that. Um, but I am going to read a little bit of the email. It's because you hate her? <laughs> well, no, I don't, I don't hate her. <laughs> I hate all Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I hate your holiday. Uh. Um, but I'm just I, – I sent her an email saying hello, who I am, who this podcast is, um, how we would love to, to – do. we're doing this section on this podcast, and we were going to we were gonna put over her house and – we, we'd love to know more of the story from her aspect since she's the owner. She probably knows more than anybody on this planet from owning the property. Um, and we'd love to come down and take pictures of the property. We'd even pay. We just wanted, you know, if we could get 10, 15 minutes on the inside to cut a promo, we'd gladly rent it. Um, Is she going to be listening to this? I gave her the name of the podcast, yeah. Um, Sorry for what I'm going to say. Um, so I, I sent her all that and I was very respectful and like I said, so I'm not going to read her email response verbatim. Um, but the first line of her email is, I have not given you permission for any of these things you're planning to do. The house is private property. The story is not their murders, but the rest is mine. So after that email, I just, I was kind of. Heartbroken because I was really excited about this. The the Velisca Axmer house was it was a big thing because I grew up not too far from the Velisca Axmer house, and I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, so I was almost half tempted to just cancel it, like do something else. But then my inner Karen kicked in, and I was thinking, Do we all have one of those? Well, yeah, I would assume we're all white. So we all have an inner we all have an inner white woman who wants to speak with our managers. I'm Olive. So <laughs> basically. So what I thought tonight we would we would talk to Martha's manager and and talk to the real owners of the Velisca Axe Murder House. Are we gonna summon a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Did you do you have a Ouija board? <laughs> what are you pulling? He's unzipping it. He's whipping it out. This is a backpack. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. It is a Ouija Oh, board. it's Brad, <laughs> Milton Bradley. Hasbro, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we bought your Ouija board. Is that the Monopoly guy? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we are going to talk. That we are going to try to contact the Moors, the true owners of Liska X Murder House. Is that some incense and candles? Oh, my God. Huh. I hope you don't have to sacrifice a virgin. <laughs> Oh, well, that'll be easier. <laughs> We're all virgins, aren't we? I have kids, but supposedly my wife sat on a chair that I got done pleasuring myself. So in, I so. need to open this box. I'm gonna. That's I, why I have the camera, so people can't just hear. Oh, oh that's why. <laughs> I, see. I thought it was. Um, you know, these things are dangerous. The, have the skewer? Have you guys ever work. used a Ouija board? I have not. No. Uh, Ouija. That and that's what. I'm just telling you right now, if it catches on fire at any point, my ass is out this door. I'm closest to it. All right. Where did you get a Ouija board? Uh, Spencer's Gifts. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so why. the scariest part is I had to go to the mall. Do we have to, like, sign a waiver? Why? I don't know. <laughs> like, it seems like a thing to do. Does everybody do that? Um, I mean, this is, this is going to be interesting here. Like... There's, oh my goodness. Hmm. 
what are the dice for? <laughs> so do all um, ghosts follow the Arabic numeral um, letters? Like, what if they're like Asian ghosts? Do they use other characters? So we're talking to ghosts from Villisca, Iowa. You want to summon an American ghost? Yeah, we're trying to contact the ghost who died in Iowa. Iowa. So if they know Arabic, they shouldn't have been living in Iowa in the 1900s. Well, the letter, the number Arabic. No, I, I I like how the bottom says goodbye. You have to say <laughs> you have to say goodbye, or they will follow you home. Huh. That's so, how you end. So you, you've done research on this. Well, that's what the the back of the box said. Do we have to hold hands? Get, get your hand out of my pocket. Uh, you're all supposed to touch it. <laughs> Just with one finger, or do yeah. you do? I thought I've seen movies where they do for we can all, all their do finger. It, but we all like it's pretty small. Is I think it said for eight and up. So. Violating social distancing <laughs> for eight and up. Yeah. If for you watch your kids. your kids, to... so are we turning the lights off? Or yeah, that's you guys what are the eight? candles are for. Oh, I thought the huh. candles were like we were gonna. We had to like put them on. These our are bo- cute. These look like little crayons. Those are my summoning candles. Don't rip one. This is this is going to be interesting. I've always wanted to do a uh, Ouija board. This um, is this is not how I choose to normally summon, but we're going to give it a try. All right. So are we going to light these candles? Yeah. One at a time. This torch. All right. Do you need to burn some sage to cleanse the space? Whoa. Is that an electric lighter? That's crazy. I used to use that to remove hair. <laughs> if you hear something that sounds like a plane, it's not. It's the spirits. Oh, no. Oh. Put it right under the wires. <laughs> Dang, Justin, your flame is like Thank you. crazy. So do I need to hit flame the lights? On. Yeah. All right. Oh, God. Oh, set the mood. This looks like a low-budget... Like a low-budget found footage movie. You guys can't see right now who are listening to the podcast, but we will have a video posted where you can uh, check in on on this content. I just want to let my family and friends know that I love them, so if this doesn't go well... Do you have a made-up will? A a current will if you go to Policy Genius? I'm thinking there's some... They're not... We shouldn't promote them. They haven't paid us yet. I'm, I'm thinking... Okay, I was like, why are there four flames on the screen? But that's the reflection on the board. Um, <laughs> are you freaking out? I, no, no, I'm just, I, I, I like this stuff. I think but it's freaking out. Your, your, your flame is really tall there. I think you have some activity on your side of the board. I can feel it. My chakras aren't aligned. There's some, I don't know. Your what? My your chakras? He's getting into all that, like, chocolate? My <laughs> His chocolates aren't aligned. Okay, so. Take us away, Lonnie. Apparently, all right. We all gotta touch it with one finger very lightly, and I think we gotta go around to acknowledge that we're here. Do it cockwise. Hello. We're Hello. here. We're here. We're, we're trying not to. There we go. All right. We're trying not to do anything mean. We just wanna. We just oh my wanna... God! Do you guys smell that? It's like burning hair. <laughs> Something's here. <laughs> you're on, you're on oh, Justin. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! All right. So, we are here. We are trying to contact the Moore family who died in Villisca. 
Are any of the Moore family here with us tonight? I thought you were just about ready to hit a fucking sound cue. I <laughs> know, <laughs> I was going to throw something out. I don't know if they are. Moore family? Is there anybody here with us tonight? It's not like the brood sentence. <laughs> shit on my face. Shit on my face. Is anybody here with us? I don't, I think, is my arm going to sleep reaching this far? Why, why is it so close to you guys? Okay. Oh my god, the board is moving. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that, that kind of like caught me off guard because I looked away for a second. We would like to speak with Joshua Moore. Joshua Moore, will you speak with us, please? Somebody's not believing. <laughs> Who else we got here? Uh, Sarah. Sarah Moore, are you here with us? Are we going to... Is this going to have an outcome? <laughs> How much did you pay? Like 35 bucks. For this experience? I figured this can we can do this all you the time. Visit like your local library or something. You can get a lot more. Sarah Moore, are you with us? We would like to know. <laughs> are any of the Moore children here with us? We're trying to create an entertaining experience for our... You guys are making us lose visitors. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Ouch. Either come here or be square. I don't know. 11-year-old Herman Moore who died in Villisca, Iowa. Please let us know you're here. Move the planchette to yes or no. You can't call him that. Let us know you are here. If you are here, please let us know. Spill out tits on the Ouija board. How, how, how far is Villisca, Iowa from where we're at? That's 70 miles, give or take. Okay, so we got to give them 70 miles to get here. Fuck, man. Your dog is deaf, but it's it's barking at something. Yeah. Think? Is that your dog? Yeah. So, like, no joke, Lonnie's dog is deaf, and it's barking right now. I've never heard your dog bark. And no fireworks are going off right now. Am I touching it? I can't even feel the, my fingertips anymore. Are you taking over my body? <laughs> Is somebody moving that for real? I'm not. I'm not. I don't know if I am because I can't feel my arm <laughs> reaching all the way across. It looks like you're heading towards, it's pointing at the yes. So you're making the dog bark. Are you making the dog bark? Are you making Velvet uncomfortable? If it's just pointing at yes the whole time, it doesn't. Are you... <laughs> The flame has jumped at my arm. Make make Velvet the dog bark again if that's you. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm not touching it anymore at all. Are you guys making it go towards yes? Because I'm, no, I'm literally, I'm not, I'm not touching it I am anymore. Not. I, like, I don't know because my arm is like, my fingers are, I can't feel my fingers. Okay, let's be more definitive. Are you causing the animal in this house distress? If it stays on, yes. That, that's not I mean, that's proof it. enough. 
Is it getting closer? (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot louder of a bark. Boring! Jesus Christ, that was so loud. (laughs) God dang. While we're waiting for him to do something spectacular, I'm going to tell a joke. So, this guy is sitting in a church, and like the pastor's like, have any of you guys ever witnessed a ghost? And... Like a lot of the the congregants, they, they, they raise their hands. You know, they all right, rude. Stop making the dog bark. Okay, and then the pastor's like, okay, have any of you guys ever touched a ghost? And then like you know, lots of the hands go down, but a few of them still to stay up. And he's like, the pastor's like, have any of you guys ever had sex with a ghost? And then the guy in the back keeps his hand raised, and you know everybody else's hand is down. And the pastor's like, "You have? Come here, my child. You've had sex with the ghost." And he's like, "Huh?" And he's like, "Come down here. Come down here." So the guy goes up front. He's like, "Tell us, you've had a sex with the ghost?" He's like, "Oh, I thought you said a goat." Where's the Price Is Right losing theme sound effects? <laughs> <laughs> Spirits were sorry for that. He he was the opener, the opening act. It didn't go as well as we thought. Well, since we're doing this, we might as well go around the horn. I might as well tell one. You got one. While we're waiting for stuff to happen here, what's the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? Huh? I've never paid two hundred dollars for a garbanzo bean on my chest. You got shafted. It was the, the delivery was pretty decent, but um, that used to be my text message alert. That Price Is Right theme thing, it got so annoying real quick. <laughs> Every five seconds, does it? That's probably why you're so depressed. Did we? Did anyone move it off of yes? Yeah, I probably it? did. I don't know. All right. I did, just are you gonna? I just feel like we're not doing this correctly. Yeah, you should cover this thing in blood and take it back. (laughs) Like, I don't think I got anything. Spirits were dicks. Do we... Do all of us have to have our hands on it? Do you want to try to sacrifice your dog? Because I'm thinking thinking that Justin, with his reaching, is moving it because his arm's twitching. So I think if he takes his hands off and it's just you and I, Lonnie, Yeah. Yeah. it might be a little bit better better because we Uh. don't... Okay. Do we have to put both hands yeah. on it? This ghost is a dick. Make my arm go numb. I, if, the, if you spirits are with us, Justin is. You can follow him home because he's being very <laughs> mean and disrespectful he, to you. He hates you. Are you talking through the dog? Or are you talking through the board? Like we we have a tool here that you can use. <laughs> like this would be a little bit more clear. Like I feel like this is how all my high school relationships went. Like, I feel like I was talking normal, and they were talking like this. It's like I passed so, you a Like, note. why don't you understand me? Uh, Our fingers are hovering off of this thing, and it is moving. Are you a spirit in this house trying to communicate with us? Be as clear as you can. On the board. Are I mean, finger mess- pressure or are you, pressure are to, you, to talk. Like, we have ways of making you talk. Are you... Messing with our uh, equipment in here. I'm going to tell you right now, I just got like a 
Like, I just felt like something was breathing on me. And I'm she not making to... this up, like, at all. Is there somebody, is there a spirit in this room with us? Did you pass through the dog through the door and you're now in the room with us? Are so, you... Lonnie and Jeremy both have their fingers on the, uh, what did you call it? A patchet? Panchet. Planchet. Planchet. I don't think I've ever called it by its uh, maiden name. And nothing is really happening. I can see Lonnie forcing things. Um, magnets. Is there anything under the table? No. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been down there? If you are here and you don't want to talk through the Ouija board, why not make a knock or make a sound on this table? Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm watching your arm. Because I know your hands right here. Are we recording? <laughs> what, oh, what was that? What is it, boss? Okay, if if you're in this room and you're you are what's breathing on me, fucking stop. Breathe, <laughs> breathe on either Lonnie or Justin so they can feel the warm breath on them. Our listeners think we are nut jobs right now. <laughs> Don't turn the AC <laughs> on. It appears that the dog is your your means of communication. If that is the case, that means I want I want you to slaughter the dog. (laughs) Stop it, because Moxley is trying to sleep. Goddamn it! We'll do it quietly. Well, here, little ghost. If if there's anything you want to say to us or do, now's the time to make a noise, move. The oversized guitar pick, the floor is yours. The podcast is now yours. This is not good for podcasts. Like this. Audio. Are you um actually like skeptical of certain things like this, or no? I, I'm in? a firm believer in stuff like this. What about you? I'm I'm a tweener. I believe more in this than I do other forms. Like mediums. I went to a medium when Magical I was men in the sky. my uh my godfather killed himself. Um and we went to a medium and they're like they directed towards me as a like a thirteen year old boy and he's like and he wants to tell you that there's something that you're doing a lot that you should probably stop doing. And I'm like Masturbation. Yeah, that's what my dad and you know because it was my dad's best friend, my godfather. <clears throat> And they were trying to figure out like some answers, and they give you the the routine like, you know, your your friendship was meaningful, but there was a lot of pain in his life, and um, you know, the stuff that they try to just squeeze a buck out of you for. All right. Well, you know, my work is haunted, and I have experienced me and one other guy experience things all the time there. Before we and- get any farther. Thank you, spirits, oh, thank for communicating you. with us. Thank you. Goodbye. We hope you let's, are let's resting you, peacefully, even though let's wish you a, a things were goodbye. not good. Have yeah. a have a good night. Stop petting the dog. Goodbye. Uh, uh, spirits. Okay. Right. See you, dude. Later, dude. So, so I will turn the lights back on. Or do we want to do the rest uh, of the podcast like this? Yeah. Have you guys? You guys have both been to the Villisca uh, Vissel. Villisca Axe Murder House? I have not. I, I want have. to. I have when not. I, when I was young, like, and this is why this story was so special to me, um, like, when we were young kids, like, 
13, 14, 15. It was a rite of passage to go. Like, And this was before anyone owned it, like when it was just old and abandoned. Like when a new kid came to town, we, he, we'd throw him in the car, whoever's old enough off to drive, and five, six of us would get in the car. And we'd go down there and we'd let ourselves in. We don't say break in, but let ourselves in. Break in? It, yeah. She's going to be pissed off. What's her name? Uh, we reveal we're her not going to say her name. I feel like we should. <laughs> Let's just call her Doc Brown. So we'd, we'd let ourselves in for the night, and me being the asshole I was, people would, like, the, the main thing, I will, I will snap this back just for the, the, the terrible thing, and if anyone's interested in going to the Velisca Axe murder house, um, when you roll the ball in the living room and it rolls back to you, it's not a ghost, you didn't grow up in the country, the floor's not even, um, fair enough, yeah. um, figures, uh, so, yeah, like, we would go there as kids, and we'd, let ourselves in and we'd hang out we'd tell ghost stories and we'd sit there for a couple hours until the local sheriff would come by and tell us to leave and we'd go i've, I've always wanted to stay there but how much know, is it it's like 750 bucks yeah, for that's a rip you, you have to get like ridiculous. a ton of people to go and i can never get enough people to go so everyone's like i'll go but then they don't want to well, it's I, a small house too like and it's wood floors and it's hard to really appreciate it because every step you make, it's an old wood farmhouse. Every yeah. step you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear people walking. You can hear people talking from a room away and thin floors. I think a lot. Sorry to cut you off, Justin. I know you're about to talk there. I think a lot of people. It's just you know, a lot of it has to do with their imaginations. Most you know, of it if is. If somebody tells you like, listen for the floor to creak, and you're gonna hear voices. Every time you hear any little noise, you're like, that was the floor creaking, the, and I hear right. prestige, you know, it, it sets you up to hear what they want you, kind of how we were talking about with the Blair Witch type thing, you know, the sounds are to trigger a a known response. Right. Mm -hmm. When we used to give ghost tours in Des Moines, um, we would Des Moines? Des, Des Moines, South Des Moines, the rough part of town. Um, we would, we'd, we'd put everyone in a group. And we'd walk them around and get the mass hysteria set up, and we we would know where people would go because we'd obviously be like these are in the most haunted locations, in a building that obviously wasn't haunted, but it was the scariest building in town that would let us run our tours there, and we'd set it up perfectly where the air vents would go, and we figured this out one night on accident where we put people like. In this room where we see the most activity, well, in this room, the military base, they brought a hooker on base. Well, they didn't know what to do with her, so they just killed her, and this is where they burned her body and blah, 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 story, story, story. Um, and we were doing our rounds after we told everybody where to go. We would do our quick rounds to make sure no one wasn't doing drugs or whatever. We happened to be way up in the attic, which was the top floor. And the, the old air vents, they took they took the grates off of them on the very top floor. I don't know why, if people were scalping for metal or whatnot. We just happened to be walking by there and accidentally kicked a piece of gravel and went down the air vent. Well, conveniently, that air vent went from place to place to place on all the floors. So you could hear that little piece of gravel hit, scared floor, hit, scared a floor, hit, scared a floor. So it literally scared every people in the group just falling down so that became a money maker for very minimal effort wait this house was originally 
Wait, it was pretty old. It's three floors now, right? That's smart house? Yeah. They didn't do any remodeling to it. There was... There's two floors. There's two, two main floors. floors. Upstairs and a main floor, yeah. What am I thinking of? That was like five floors originally, then a fire, and then now there's like only two or three floors. It's a some sort of haunting. Spaghetti works. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, anyways, that's probably besides the point. Um, the most I know, I guess... I mean, I, I'm... I'm pretty familiar with the the axe murder. Um, as far as uh, great detail, not so much. I knew a guy who grew up in Villisco, and his summer job was pretty much to work the house. And he has told me up front that like everything that's in there is nothing is original. Everything has been replaced. Right. I'm sure. So yeah. well, in in like the actual story of the axe murder, it happened in 1912. Um, eight people died. Six family of the Moors, two people, they got to stay the night. Um, someone killed them. It's it's still a mystery. No one knows. Um, like eight people were tried for it. Most of the people were like, oh, you were, you were having sex with so-and-so, and you sent lewd pictures, so you're a killer, and you're a killer, and you're a killer. Like So there was really asinine reasons, and so many other people had alibis, and – so for the actual crime itself that took place, it was a clusterfuck. Now, granted, it was the early 19th century. Right. So people who who were there, like top-notch police work, for the actual haunting side of it, I mean, it, and, and not throwing shade at the Vliskax murder house, because personally, I think most commercial haunts are a fraud. That particular one... Like, it has so much history to me from where I grew up. Right. It is, like most, I mm. I can't say it is. I can't say it's not. Isn't there, is there a train track really close to it? And that's the thing that one of the people who think it was, and probably the most compelling argument of it all, was like a transient who was on that train line jumped off, killed the people who lived in the house, got back, and went, a serial killer supposedly uh, uh, a dad and a daughter wrote a book um, that that serial killer in his name was Paul Mueller uh, killed 59 people. Mueller? Killed, yeah, <laughs> killed 59 people in 14 different murder sprees. Well, in Fuck. like very similar axe murders. Because I thought that people, like part of it was that the – axe murderer was using the sound of trains going by to hide their footsteps throughout the house. So that they would they have get... known the placement of the footsteps to you know, need to know that, how to hide, I guess, too. So Right. Well, according to the police report of what little police report there was, they, uh, they found two used cigarette butts in the attic. So they think he hid in the attic. For the family to get home, like the, so, the family and the two, the two kids who were were with them all went out to a church, a church function, which allowed the the person to be in the house and hmm. just waited out for them to get home. They think he killed them between midnight and five a.m. And when they didn't go out to do their chores, a neighbor came and checked on him and. Found them all dead. That would suck. So now, that... and this is something I feel I feel comfortable talking about the murders, and and talking about the 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 actual criminal aspect of it. 
more than I feel about talking about the actual haunting of it. Um, she can keep the story and she can keep her her blood money going. That's that's on her. Um, but you know the story will live on. The oh, story absolutely. doesn't belong to anybody. Look how long it's been going. Right, it's still strong. You would think if it's an actual haunting, a person making a buck off it might be a target for the hunter. Could be. Uh, so, I'm telling you guys right now, my arm is burning right here. As a, but you know, earlier when you kind of looked at me, you're like, "Are you okay?" Exam- I felt something grab onto my arm real quickly, and my arm is burning. I don't know if you've noticed me keep checking it, but like, if you feels, can see the abrasions. Are you being Whoa. serious? Or are you joking? You're joking. It's dark in here. Of course, I can't see. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. It but, looks like you got a mushroom stamp on your head. Oh, that's in my pants. <laughs> that's auto mushroom stamp. But yeah, uh, I, I I believe very much in paranormal stuff. I've had a lot of experiences happen, so I was actually very excited when he brought a Ouija board out because I've always wanted to mess around with one. But I don't know. I think maybe we might have to do. A, I think this could be a segment where we can. Re- God damn, dude, that's so loud. Like, it scares me because it's loud. Right? I didn't expect it, so I'm like, I'm looking at the candles here burning down. I'm like, That's my fault. We're supposed to be on do not disturb mode. It is on do not. The camera went off by itself again. It's okay. It did. But I I think it would be try to, like, you know, summon some things. Like, you know, one of the, and it might be next next episode, since I'm going to be the lead for the next episode. I have an idea of what our main topic is going to be, and it involves some... Uh, other people that were tragically murdered and taken away too soon. See, that's much better. It wasn't like yeah. loud as crap where it made me jump. I didn't pee myself. Keep well, talking about it, man. Well, like, why you get the music? That's a great ending. It I is. say we just call it right here. We, we should. I mean, it's, it's, this has been a pretty uh, exciting just episode. Just keep that going. Just keep that rolling. That's but, a good but he's got to play out the outro stuff. Actually, oh. you you have the outro voice thing. That's separate, right? Yeah. So you could play that with that music. Well, that, it's only like that much. Oh. Oh. Well, anyway. Well, there goes that. Let's, <laughs> might as well turn the lights Screwed back it. on. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I'm Lonnie. I'm Jeremy. Yes, Jeremy. Justin. Thank you guys so oh, much for know. listening in on this micro episode of the Boundless Pod Trap. It's about- like... Just like Justin's penis. I knew hey. it. I knew it. Hey. It's, just, it's cold right now, that's all. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not his balls. Are yeah, my true. balls are hot right now. All right, there's everybody. An, there's abrasions on it. Have a good night. Blow up shit. Kick your fingers. Good night. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Join us next time for more absurdity that only the guys from the Boundless Pot Trap can bring you. Oh, my God.